What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Deep Digger Sports Pod. I'm your host, Drew, with my other host right here next to me. What's up? It's D. Good to see you again. Um, if you're rocking with us on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and comment, all that jazz. We also do have the audio podcast, which is streaming on all platforms. Go ahead and hit that rate button. Hopefully five stars. Um, but yeah, if you're here, really appreciate it. And we also want to say we came back from the Washington 49ers game it was so cool to tailgate and like have some fun with the fans before the game and in the stands was crazy. The crowd, what was your takeaway? Dude, it was wild. It was so sold out, fucking packed. Everyone was just straight up about Brock Purdy. It was wild. We'll get into that a little bit later, but it was just fun times. It was so like, I know you get a little bit of the negativity when you're on Twitter, but in person, it was such a good time, such a good community vibes. I, I loved it. And uh, we just want to say we really appreciate if you were one of the people that were in our video that we just dropped, uh, the Deep Dig Tailgates. We really appreciate you for rocking with us. And if you, have, you haven't seen that video, we'll go and put that in the description and go ahead and check it out. It's I had such a blast filming that video. I think it's one of our best yet. Go ahead and give it a watch after this. But now let's get into some actual business. There was a game played. 49ers looked a little shaky in the first half, second half, kind of a blowout. Uh, what were your immediate takeaways from the game and even like seeing a game live in person? Yeah, no, uh, seeing it there, actually, it was a complete difference as far as seeing it. Our seats were in the the back of the end zone, so you're able to see a little bit more than what's on camera as far as uh, how the quarterbacks move within the pocket how the D-line interacts after the play, uh, just little things like that that you wouldn't be able to see on camera or watching the television uh, version of it. Um, so it was all really interesting. Nick Bosa is an absolute dog. Uh, it's so crazy how much, like, li- just a little bit of space he's given, he's able to explode out of it. Uh, so that was actually pretty wild. Same thing with the skill players. Just how quick everything is moving. You don't really realize it on TV, but just how fast they are moving up and down the field is fucking insane. Um, this game, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit nervous heading into halftime. Like, okay, well, this is a close game. This is a little bit closer than I would expect. It's one of those, like, just like the Chicago Bears, where it felt like, okay, we should be dominating this game, but it's not really translating on the scoreboard. What's gonna happen next? But, Second half, they really took the top off that offense. Um, and I think just like what we heard said before, where this team is just so much more talented than the commanders, it really did show in that second half. Yeah, I think I completely agree with your point of like how fast and how talented these players are in person. Like, was Jordan Willis? Yeah, dude. that guy was, I want to say, the like outside of Bosa, the most dominant person in that game. And I don't think you would get that in the TV version. Because they're not, you know, talking him up so much. They're focusing on the star players. Jordan Willis was dominant that game. And then you had, like, Drake Greenlaw flying around making plays. Um, Ray Ray speed. Ray Ray speed is ridiculous. And, like, the second he hit that corner on the end around, I saw the blocks. And I was like, this might go to the house. Like, it, it was such a cool watch. And the crowd is crazy in all the best ways. Every time a big play happened, the whole stadium exploded. It was such a cool thing. It's so cool, man. I can't wait to go to another game. My voice still kind of hurts a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I was was going fucking bananas. Yeah, and, like, we'll get into, like, the actual star players that and, like, what happened with the game. But the talk of the town, the talk of maybe the country at this point 
is uh, the guy. Um, you can see this, <laughs> Mr. Relevant, Brock Purdy. What was your takeaway from not just his game, but from everything encompassing him right now? I mean, so we did lose our diamond pick or one of our diamond picks because of that uh, Jawan Jennings, you know, interception, which, you know, you can't fault that on Brock Purdy. Really. But we won the main bet. But we may, won the big bet. We won the big bet. But we're saying that's a win. Yeah, that's a dub. That's a dub, baby. Ah. But anyways, he looked good, dude. And he just has something about him that, like, you feel comfortable with him Him actually taking control of the offense. Um, that one play where it was just a throwaway. But he actually does that hezzy drag step, and then he spins out of a tackle and then throws it out of bounds. That's why, like, these are just, like, plays that are going to go. It's going to go on the stat sheet as an incomplete pass, but it just goes to show you he has a little bit something special there. Like, and people love him. People gravitate towards this, him as a character, him as the the leader of this team. And I think the 49ers should ride this wave. And if this is going to be, like, the... Okay, a stagnant first half from what we've seen. Well, the 49ers were still winning at the end of the half. So it looked pretty good to me, you know? It's such like, I feel like there's such this culture now surrounding Brock Purdy. And it's so crazy and cool to see like someone who was irrelevant to start the season. He is like the superstar of this team right now. As far as like the video we did where we asked fans, start one, bench one, cut one, trade Jimmy Brock. I feel like everyone was like off on Trey and ev- most of the people we talked to in the parking lot loved Brock Purdy. And there were some Jimmy fans out there. We'll get into that later, like the Trey Lance stuff and the fans. But right now, Brock Purdy is beloved by fans and not just from talking to people. We go into the, we get into the stadium, right? We go to the team store. I'm looking to buy a jersey. And there's like Debo, there's McCaffrey, there's zero Brock Purdy jerseys. I figured, oh, this is probably because like he's a rookie. They weren't like ready. I saw one woman with a Brock. She found a Brock Purdy jersey. It was way too big for her, but she was buying it. And I was like, oh, where did you find that? And she's like, they said this is the last one. They're sold out. They're sold out everywhere, Brock Purdy. And people were mad. People were frustrated because everyone was asking for Brock Purdy jerseys. The workers were pissed. Anytime you asked about a Brock Purdy jersey, they were like, yeah, we don't have any. So I had to settle, you know, got this T-shirt. Shout out the guys that work outside. Got the (laughs) Mr. Relevant shirt. At least I got some Brock Purdy merch. But that's how big he is right now. And there was a moment in that game where it was close. And it was like a crucial third down. And the crowd, the whole stadium is chanting, Purdy, Purdy. Like, they love this guy. And he's... Actually, I think he's earned that love right so far. Well, I think it's the underdog story. Everybody loves the underdog. He's an everyman. Like, if you look at it, you're like, oh, this guy's not really that's that, you know, that big. He his main thing is like accuracy, which you get accuracy from working hard. Like, it's not like this arm strength thing. Like, so people could see that, like, oh, I relate to Brock Purdy, even though like you 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 and Brock Purdy you have nothing in fucking common, people. Let's be real. You have nothing in common with he went to a power five school, like he was a four-year starter. He's played in big games. So it's not like that big of an underdog story when you kind of dig into it. But then you look and it's like, okay, last pick in the draft. Uh, he was gonna get passed up on by 32 teams seven times. So it's one of those things where it's like, did you catch lightning in a bottle here? Did you get like a Tom Brady-esque like talent. 
who knows? But everyone loves it and everybody loves him and they're looking to ride this wave. I think the 49ers should ride this wave. This has been such a, even just in the coaching staff, you see it with Shanahan opening up the playbook and being like, rock, yeah, fuck it, let's rock it. Um, and I think it's this is kind of what like Shanahan needed. He needed this boost of morale and this injection of electricity. So I'm all for it. Let's let's continue to go and let's let's get a chip, dude. I this is very real that we have a possibility to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and uh I don't think we're like a podcast or we're as people the type where we're like, okay, since Brock's good, Jimmy must suck. No. Like, I feel like it doesn't have to be one or the other, and that's what people are kind of making it to be. Uh, Jimmy has been frustrating, but he was having a great year. It maybe wasn't like a highlight reel, like Brock Purdy's kind of been putting together uh, in his starts, but he was having a solid season, and it's just different with Brock Purdy. Like, I, I see an NFL reporter that I have, and I'm not, I, I don't know if I should say who it is, but he is just constantly tweeting out, like, random stats comparing Garoppolo and Purdy and it feels like he's trying to say that Purdy isn't that great compared to Jimmy like they're even and yes you can we can tweet out stats and say like okay the throw the completion percentage is the same yards per attempt is the same like the rating is the same because Jimmy was having a solid year but when you watch the game and look at the eye test you can't tell me that Brock Purdy has been way more effective than Jimmy Garoppolo in this offense. And then if you want to like go through stats or saying, okay, their stats are similar. You want to look at their downfield throws. Purdy right now is four for seven for 147 yards, four touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo was eight for 28 for 275 and a touchdown. So 28 attempts. He only has eight completions downfield. Basically Purdy Purdy already has four and seven attempts. And Purdy's ranked since week 13. He's first in passing rating, first in uh, passing touchdowns per attempt, first in win percentage. He actually has the same number of touchdown passes of 25 plus yards as Patrick Mahomes this season. Damn. Okay. And so, yes, we can take these good stats that look good for Brock Purdy and say like, oh, he's better than Jimmy. Just like we can take Jimmy's stats that he's good at and say, oh, he's better than Brock. But why do we have to tear the other down? We can just say Purdy's doing way better at these things, and that's really contributing to our wins. When yeah. Jimmy does good things, and that contributes to our wins in different ways, but I feel like Brock Purdy is just more explosive and has looked better. Oh, definitely, dude. And I think that was what Jimmy was asked to do. And then when he did go out there for the Seahawks game – they did have him throw down the field and it looked good. And I, I don't knock what Jimmy can do. Like, honestly, like I've said it before. Like if you have that take of like, Oh, look at what Brock Purdy's doing. Like it's a fucking tired ass take, bro. Like you're kind of full of shit. Like again, Jimmy is between like top 10 or top 20 to like top 12 quarterback any given time. You know what I mean? If he stays healthy, he's just in that level, which is good. But Brock Purdy has a chance, has the potential to do, a little bit better than that. It looks like his floor is a little bit higher. It looks like his potential is a lot higher. So let's ride that hot hand and let's keep it going. You know what I mean? And it's tough to rank where Brock Purdy falls right now. Like he is playing, I think, dare I say, top 12 quarterback level play. Yeah. Is that crazy to say? No. 
especially with Russell Wilson looking like that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but like what I do want to get into a little bit, just really quick, is like Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like with any quarterback, they do have their guys. Like Jimmy was obviously a fan of Jawan Jennings, and he was a fan of Debo, and it's hard to like get a lot of production out of Ayuk with with Garoppolo, even though he was doing well. I think he could have been doing better. It seems like Purdy is a Kittle guy through and through, and that has really changed this offense for the better. So when you watch these games, like try not to focus on the stats, you just see that 85 is out there putting in work and looking like one of the best tight ends in the league like he was before. Dude, he's he's a man amongst boys in, in there, dude. Like Him getting that pass over the middle, then switching directions and not being touched to the end zone, that just shows you like what George Kittle can do, how athletic this guy is when he's not trying to put, you know, somebody in a body bag. Like he can literally outrun everybody on the field. And I think people forget about that. I think even he forgot about that. And so it's like, yeah, he does look better. I think I even said this going into like Brock Purdy's first actual start was he was very used to the tight end being the best player on the offense while he played in college. And so it's the same thing here. He's like, okay, well, George, you're literally the most athletic guy out here. Why don't I get you involved? Why don't I get you into space? And instead of you knocking somebody out, how about you run around them? And it's like, oh yeah, we could do that. And so, and even um, actually Shanahan called out Hiddle on it a couple of weeks ago and said, where's your yak? Like, what are you doing? I, I need to see like more. And all Kittle told him was like, give me the ball there, Kyle. Like, let's, let's make it happen. And he's really, you know, jumped to this task and he looks awesome like specifically that touchdown pass over the middle to kittle like 50 something yard touchdown i believe when's the last time we've seen jimmy garoppolo do that throw to kittle that far Mm -hmm. and that's just what i'm saying there's a different offense that's being run right now with purdy and i think fans can acknowledge that jimmy looked good this season yeah, he got us far, but the way the offense is playing with this kid, it's a different ball game. And if we can keep this up, it's the potential. That's the difference between winning in the playoffs and like not being good enough. Is these big chunk plays that quarterbacks are getting? Yeah, you you need you need that clutch throw. And so far, I feel like this was a little bit of a the first half was a little bit of a Brock Purdy letdown game, and he really persevered and it didn't shake him. To where in the second half, he was able to make big plays. And that's the type of playoff quarterback you want. Yeah, you really want a guy who's like, who can be like, all right, well, next play up, let's go ahead and get it. Like, oh, I just threw a pick. Okay, cool. Well, next series, I got you. And who has that like edge to them. And I think Brock Purdy definitely has that. Yeah, I think the the mentality of we're going to win this game was never in doubt with this guy on the field. Yeah. Um, when there was at times with Jimmy where we fall behind touchdown, I'm kind of like, uh, how are we gonna score? Yeah, how are we gonna score the ball? Uh, I think these big chunk plays that we're getting, like explosive plays, are really what's making this team better as we go and we keep getting better. And so just wait till we get Debo back, wait till we get Elijah Mitchell back. It's gonna it's gonna be a crazy loaded offense uh with Brock Purdy at the helm. Oh yeah. But to s- switch to a quarterback that if you watched our video, start one co and bench one, there was a lot of I wanna say hate. But there was a lot of um, not a lot of faith in this guy, Trey Lance, in the fan base anymore. It was surprising that a lot of people were off Trey Lance. 
what did what did you take away from that? Like people are ready to cut Trey Lance or trade him. Yeah, no, I I mean think because it's two guys, one in Jimmy Garoppolo who's taking you to the Super Bowl and multiple championship games, and another in Brock Purdy who's like again Mr. Irrelevant, a very like likable person. People see them in Brock Purdy and who want him to succeed. So it's like two likable guys. And I think I've said this before, this could be a case of like where Trey Lance is the right guy, wrong team, because you know how this team feels about Jimmy Garoppolo, how this team feels now about Brock Purdy. And yeah, like Trey Lance was the number three pick and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch want this to work so fucking bad. But if it doesn't work, it there's still two capable quarterbacks there in Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. And it's, 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 honestly, it is a little bit fucking weird. I'm going to go ahead and say it. it's fucking weird that every Trey Lance just gets shit on all the time. He's catching strays left and right. Uh, I did a video about him getting gifts for the team. And, uh, again, everyone shits on him and is like, Oh, well, those aren't even good gifts and blah, blah, blah. Or he's just trying to buy back his spot. It's so fucking weird. Like you wouldn't say this about any other guy who is one has the potential to be a franchise quarterback Two is just a genuinely good dude. Like all around, like everywhere, everyone has said Trey Lance is a stand up guy. So why does this franchise like fan base need to shit on him so much? Like it's uncalled for. It's fucking ridiculous. But I mean, I guess because they have their preferences with Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy that they need to be like a hot and cold. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can root for all three of these guys and hope that they all end up getting it. But I like, I don't know. Yeah. I think to me, to me, without getting like crazy into it, like delving into the details and really, you know, trying to get into the f- philosophy of what's going on with the fans and their mindset. Um, I think to me, Trey Lance is just an unknown at this point. And it could be not his fault. It could be like the college system. Um, his injuries, the expectations, the expectations. Kyle Shanahan is at fault a little bit with the way he handled him. Um, but he, at the end of the day, he is an unknown. We don't know what he is yet, but what we do know right now, Brock Purdy is playing at a franchise quarterback level for a playoff team. And so if Brock Purdy does lead us on a playoff run, a deep playoff run, I would say an NFC championship game for me, would be amazing for the last pick of the draft in a rookie year. Uh, I I don't know. What is the point where we say, hey, what we've seen in Brock Purdy is enough to where we don't have to see what we have in Trey Lance? Like, how risky is that roll of the dice? What's the payoff and what's the risk? So if Brock Purdy takes the Super Bowl and we lose or – takes the NFC Championship game, and we lose, how much are we willing to roll the dice and say Trey Lance is our starter next year? Hopefully, he is better than Brock Purdy. Hopefully, he is a franchise guy. I mean, I guess we could be like a Kirk Cousins situation with RG3, and he can like slowly overtake the job. But I I don't think Kyle would want it to be that way because he's going to have a short leash. Either of these guys, I think, will have a short leash next season. Because you you have on one guy that the weight of, hey, he's been, he won for us. Now we have greater expectations. And the other guy of, 
he was supposed to be a superstar quarterback. He has the weight of the world on him. Either one doesn't perform, they're going to get pulled. So I, I feel like at this point, rolling with the known that we have in Brock Purdy, rather than rolling the dice on Trey, and let's see if we could get some pick for him, maybe him sit all next year, and then in the final year of his like rookie contract, we can flip him because someone's going to be willing to take a risk on someone on their last year of the deal. So that's just kind of where I'm sitting at this point. I'm not saying Trey Lance can't be a franchise guy, but if we have a franchise guy, why are we going to like, if it ain't broke, what, like, don't fix it. It was what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I just think it's going to be an open competition going in. Uh, they asked Kyle for the first time what he's going to do at quarterback. And he's like, hey, you know what? I actually just need to prepare for this New Year's Eve game or this New Year's Day game. Like, I, I need to focus in. But they're already come. Like, the questions are already coming in. And if Brock Purdy does make a deep run in the playoffs, it's only going to add fuel to the fire. And it's going to be a crazy offseason coming off of what was a crazy offseason already. You know what I mean? The, you know, Jimmy's gone. Jimmy's gone. Jimmy's gone. Actually, Jimmy's back and Jimmy is going to, you know, he's, he's going to like, he's just going to be here. He's just going to be the backup, but he's making more money than you. He's, uh, you know, he, the guys really respect him. And secretly when you go down, they're going to go to the press and be like, we have a better chance of winning now. So, and uh, Debo's already taking Brock Purdy to the Warriors games. So yeah. What's going on? That's like the mark of you. That's our guy with the 49ers who goes to the Warriors game with the receivers and the linemen, because we saw it with Jimmy and then we saw it with Trey. And then when Trey went down, Jimmy just so happened to go to a Warriors game with all the guys. Yeah. And now Brock Purdy's playing and he just so happened to go to a Warriors game with all the guys. I, I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I feel like that's something a little bit front office saying like, hey, take our guy. Yeah. Take him with you to the game. I don't know. It does feel that way. Um, but moving on to the next week, we're going to Vegas. Well, we're not going, but the 49ers are going to Vegas to play the Raiders. And right now, fuck the Raiders. They lost me a huge parlay because they could not close out the Steelers. So I hate you, Derek Carr. I hope we beat the Raiders by 100 points. What are you feeling going into this game? This is a franchise that uh, they're in shambles. <laughs> I don't know if uh, what's going to happen. They should fire their head coach. It's kind of ridiculous that they took this large of a step back. Um, this is a team that made the playoffs. This is a team that brought on a superstar at wide receiver, a superstar at uh, edge rusher, and they took this giant of a step back. They look like shit, dude. So, And this guy was an offensive coach who can't get the offense going. So 49ers by 1,000. Like, what are we talking about? To have such a botched year. Like, we've been saying this about the Raiders all season. This was not a rebuild. This team was set. And especially that their division has not looked good this year. All the talk was this is going to be the toughest division in football. The Chargers, they clinch playoffs somehow. They haven't been that good. Trust me, Herbert's been my fantasy quarterback. He has not been putting up crazy numbers for most of the part. Uh, Broncos... Trash. Tire, Trash. Tire fire. And the Chiefs, they've had their struggles. They've kind of found their groove. But I, this is a team that should have been a lock wildcard spot. Should have been a lock and competing for the division going into like week 17, week 18. And so not just the play on the field, like the locker room of like Devontae Adams probably pissed. 
Like he's had frustrations because Derek Carr isn't getting the ball. And that was supposed to be like the key matchup. Like these guys are going to be so connected that no one's going to be able to stop this matchup. And there's been games where he's not even relevant. And then you have like the off the, the front office roster moves where you're cutting all your first round picks. You're not picking up any fifth year options. And then you fumble this guy. Josh Jacobs was a solid running back for you. Maybe he wasn't the greatest. He wasn't performing. You maybe underestimated his value. You turned down his fifth year option. And then he has, he's one of the best running backs in the league. And he's shitting on you in post-game press conferences. What's going on, guys? Like, pull it together. You guys need to get someone in there that knows football. And this head coach, we've seen it now in two locations. He's he's a coordinator. He's an offense coordinator. Yeah, and I mean, even look at Darren Waller, too. Um, supposedly, he had friction with uh, the head coach as well, and that's why he sat out that one game. Um, he dropped his... Uh, <laughs> His music video for Turf Toe after, so hard I got turf toe. after a loss. So it's just like a weird situation. Um, I don't foresee the 49ers losing this game at, at all. You know what I mean? I don't I don't see that happening. I don't see the Raiders going out there, putting together an offensive performance that would net them even 10 points. I see this uh, definitely a big boast game. I think he's two sacks away from tying. The 49ers franchise record, which would put him how many away from like five, five away from the NFL record. Uh, definitely making a push for defense player of the year. Uh, Ufunga is flying around. He's looking really great. Drake Greenlaw snubbed for the Pro Bowl, which actually might have worked out good for us because he is playing lights out. He's motivated. Um, the offense, we don't got to say more. The offense is rolling right now. Uh, Christian McCaffrey trade looks like it's the best trade of the year. Ty Davis Price actually made uh, an appearance in the game, which I was surprised. I know that um, Jordan Mason was questionable and he actually got hurt on the uh, opening kickoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's might have sparked like, hey, uh, was it water bug? You got your helmet. So that might have sparked uh, Kyle Shanahan and be like, oh, shit, like I need to pivot. TDP, get out there. And so he got some touches early, which is, is going to be nice moving forward. Um, Kinlaw. Kinlaw's back, bro. Kinlaw he's played, a huge human being. Kinlaw played 16 snaps. And like we were saying last week, he played crucial snaps. He's the one that stuffed that fourth down at the goal line. Clogged that all up. Friend Warner came and cleaned it up. That's what we want from Kinlaw. Give me 15, 16 plays, but make them the most important 15 plays of the game. Yep. And that's what he's been doing. I could get if I could get that every year for playoffs out of that guy, like it's worth it. It just takes our defense to another level. He's so good. At, he's so big and so strong in the middle. To add that other wrinkle into our defense, it allows Ufunga to roam. Tashawn Gibson looked great out there. Yeah, he's Jimmy flying that around pick. the ball. Uh, Tashawn Gibson almost had a couple picks. I thought. Yeah. And then we have our corners looking great. Everything is hitting on all cylinders right now. I just I'm ready for playoffs. Fuck this Raiders game. Let's just blow them out. Get out. Get out of there. Uh, no injuries. No injuries. No, no injuries. injuries. That's it. No injuries. Debo, take your time. Rest all your muscles, and let's get it. Um, we got anything else for today? I think that's it. Go ahead and like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate you guys. Watch that tailgate, deep dig tailgates video. I think it was great. Um, we where we asked fans start one, bench one, cut one. It's just a fun watch. It's just dude. a fun Check watch. We really appreciate everyone that we talked to, and we appreciate you guys watching. Later.